Welcome to Fresh Take, your favorite weekly podcast that delivers a healthy dose of information pertaining to healthy lifestyles, organic and sustainable agriculture, and numerous topics related to the environment. Thanks for tuning in. Our industry experts are here to provide you with a fresh take on topics that can help you optimize your lifestyle and well-being. Welcome to Fresh Take. Today, we're very excited to be talking to Georgia Snyder, who is the director of the uh, Sustainable Living Project. And we will be talking to her about how to grow sustainable communities through educational programs. Thank you, Georgia, for being with us today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Well, thank you so much for being with us and talking about the Sustainable Living Project. And I think that it's Precisely where we want to begin is by you telling us a little bit about SLP and how perhaps you got involved with, you know, what kind of background do you have? We're really excited to hear the story of how you got started. Yeah, so I started out as a volunteer with SLP. Um, I was helping with the chickens and building in what is now our grow, our veterans grow garden. And then From there, I sort of just started taking on more leadership roles, and now I'm sort of the number one volunteer running the show. Um, Our mission is to use sustainable living practices on our urban farm and education center as a model to serve, educate, and build the community around us. So what that means is we offer our space for volunteer opportunities, classes, workshops, or just as somewhere to reconnect with the environment. Um, And then I know that this podcast goes sort of all over. So we are located in Tampa, Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. We're right in the city limits across from the zoo on Sly Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, we have listeners all over the state. And in some cases, people who are also listening from other parts of the world, even not just here in the States. So I think a lot of the, uh, information that we're going to discuss today is interesting and relevant to people who also want to perhaps start, you know, similar projects or, you know, help their communities. In fact, one of the things that I think, you know, we have in common is our passion for educating our communities about organic and sustainable practices. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that and, and how currently SLP is helping those communities? Yeah. So I feel like Probably at the moment, our number one way that we're sort of connecting in, in those ways is through our volunteer opportunities. So we have volunteer opportunities a few times a week uh, for just sort of open general volunteers. And that's for anyone who wants to come out, whether it's your first time or your 50th time. Um, and those are usually uh, on Saturday mornings and Tuesday mornings. And we let people sign up through Eventbrite. And basically it's, it's just kind of general farm maintenance. And so what I tell people is, unless you're a biodynamic farmer, I feel like you're going to learn something mostly because we don't just say, okay, go do this, go do that. But we explain, you know, okay, we're doing it this way for these reasons. You know, what I kept hearing during our volunteer days was how much people were learning by sort of doing it and how Mm -hmm. much more engaging that was than just Mm -hmm. like, a class or mm-hmm. 
you know, things like that. So that's Mm -hmm. our number one thing, but we also do have classes um, and workshops. Some of them are internal, like we do them or I do them, um, a volunteer. And then some of them we bring in people from elsewhere. It sounds like um, it is something that, you know, we all talk about often in this, you know, concept of learning by doing, which is great, you know, getting your hands dirty and basically learning to do something by either watching other people do it or somebody explaining it to you, but you, you know, going in right away and actually taking a crack at it is, is important. But what I like of what you said is it sounds like you're also interested in developing some, you know, critical thinking skills on the people that come in and learn how to do some of the things that farmers would do in their farms. And that's, I think, important because it's more relatable and it actually, I think there's been many studies that show that, you know, as you learn how to do something, you have to make connections and try to understand the concepts so that gets ingrained in your brain. And it is in, in many ways a lot easier to sort of, you know, retain. Yeah, for sure. I think I think one of my favorite things about doing it that way is, well, there are a few things. One, nobody has all of the answers. And so mm-hmm. I like to sort of, I guess, tell my volunteers that, right? Like I'm I'm no expert. My my background is actually in restaurant management. Mm-hmm. Um, so not farming. Um, so I like to explain why we're doing it in case they have a smarter or more efficient method. And they can't really come up with that if they don't know why right? Like if they don't have the goal and, you know, what is the goal? What is the objective of what we're doing and why, why are we doing it this way? Um, So that's one reason. And then the other is that, well, one of my goals, I guess, when I came on with SLP and the education was that our food system is so confusing at times. Mm -hmm. And what I heard from my family here in Florida was they weren't interested in figuring it out because it was too complicated. Mm-hmm. So basically they were hearing organic doesn't really mean this, or it doesn't mean that. And all of these sort of different aspects of the food system and our labeling and, and, you know, how confusing that has gotten over time. And so when I thought about how can we educate the community to make better decisions that work for them. So not just this is the gold standard, but here's what makes sense for your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I realized that the number one thing that was needed is sort of a base education or understanding of Mm -hmm. what those things mean or the practices that are going into them. So by doing it, it kind of gives people a little bit more understanding of one, how their food is grown and produced which allows them to ask better questions at places like farmers markets, where the goal is for you to have a direct line of communication with the people that are producing your food. So, yeah. So what I heard a lot was when I worked at farmers markets in New York city too, and we would encourage people to talk to the farmers, but they kind of just, they didn't know what questions to ask. (laughs) Right. I mean, who does, I mean, if you live, in a city or you've just never been involved in food production and somebody's like, well, go ask them questions. What do I ask them? You know? And so that's where I thought, okay, well, if we start, if they're doing it, they'll start to understand a little bit more of like, what is a synthetic pesticide or broad spectrum versus something that is very targeted 
So that that's kind of also where I think that that has so much value is that they. Oh, absolutely. Actually, yeah. They're like doing it. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. And in a sense that, you know, when you um, start those conversations while either um, working with beneficial insects, if you're not going to be using synthetic pesticides, for example, um, but also maybe starting the conversation or in those volunteers and the people that come and work with you is, but, but why are, you know, uh, the synthetic pesticides so bad for the environment or for people's health? And maybe just even start enabling them to start asking those questions for themselves. I think that leads to, as you said, later on, perhaps even them coming up with their own questions that they can then talk to farmers that otherwise, as you said, they wouldn't have asked when they visited that farmer's market. And learning, this is the great thing about this, is that, you know, learning is is a, a social process. So we have to be involved in having, you know, these types of uh, discussions, opportunities to, you know, kind of make up our mind about things. And sometimes we, we change our mind about things. We thought things were a certain way, like you were saying, your family, because I've, I've had sort of similar experiences myself. Oh, you know, yeah, organic, that doesn't really mean anything. But once you start be kind of, you know, interacting with people, people start realizing things that perhaps they didn't know. Exactly. Exactly. And so they, yeah. And they get to, it, it leads them to ask their own questions. And it, I find that it also leads them to start um, looking for information and, uh, you know, more sources. They start mm-hmm. looking online, they start reading all kinds of different things and they just have a better understanding of what are the actual needs and maybe why. And then also they get a really good understanding of sometimes why our local food from smaller farms might cost what it cost. Mm-hmm. Um, that was another thing that was, I was really passionate about was that I felt like a lot of people didn't understand the value of buying direct or from smaller mm-hmm. farms. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they are planting the carrots and they see that, you know, maybe 80% came up and, in their bed and then they see that it takes three months for them to then pull that carrot I think they're much more appreciative and say oh yeah I see why that carrot costs what it costs or even when they asked me so recently we had this big freeze that you know and everybody's like what should we cover and they get to see why certain things are better at different times of the year like brassicas or even just all of those little sort of nuances that we don't realize we may not be covering in educational materials because all of our minds work differently. And like you said, it's very social to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And the other part of that equation, if you will, is where you're doing this. And, you know, you were saying SLP is located in Tampa, but more exactly is it? And, and why did you guys decide to start the, uh, the farm where you did? So, yeah, so I wasn't a part of the founding process, but I have had, we've had a lot of challenges and even just maintaining our location. And that's because we are in the middle of the city. We're really centrally located and we are within city limits. Um, at the moment, there are no other designations for us than a community garden, um, which does limit us in a lot of ways. Um, particularly, we Tech, you know, we're not allowed to sell on premises. Okay. Um, that's a ordinance by the city of Tampa that you cannot sell on the land of a community garden. 
Okay. So, cause that's not what they're meant for. Um, so there are all kinds of, of challenges being within the city limits and being designated as a community garden. Right. Um, another one is the cost of staying where we are is always increasing, especially, I don't know um, if you guys are familiar, but in Tampa property value is really going up. Rent is going up. I think it's probably all over Florida, but correct. I'm the most familiar, of course, with Tampa. Um, And so, yeah, so there's always that sort of looming idea that we could lose the property because we don't Mm. own it, we rent it. And that also leaves us vulnerable to the demands of our, the people that we rent from. So yeah, we do all of that though, for a very important reason. Um, And that's that there are more people where we are located, people that or in a more urban area, which means that they're probably not involved in food production. So those are the mm-hmm. people that really need that education. Um, and it also allows us to be accessible by public transport. So mm-hmm. one of the big things that getting into sort of this realm is talking about food access and food sovereignty. And if you are in Tampa and you don't have a car, it can be really difficult to get around. It's not like New York City or other larger cities with public transport. We do have a bus system, but if you wanted to leave Tampa, that can be a little bit more difficult. And so being accessible to to three bus routes where we are and being able to talk to people that, you know, are trying to make decisions with food stamps or even just stop the cycle of poor health through poverty um, or low income really is something that I felt passionate we needed to maintain where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so that's, that's a big part of it is just being where the people are. Right. So letting them come out. And, and then of course, there's the mental health aspect where we are also sort of a quieter place where people can reconnect with nature or have some beauty flowers, different things like that, that I think are just very important to be where we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it sounds like because we've talked about, you know, location and, you know, who your community is and getting to know your community and getting to know, you know, the needs, the impact that you're having uh, on that community. And of course, as you were talking about just now, all the various challenges, you know, for everybody, again, who's listening and perhaps has thought about, you know, similar projects where they live and in, in their communities. Um, these are things that I, that I, I think um, can be useful for them um, as they start to put together these sorts of plans. Um, what are some of the things that perhaps you would recommend to those folks in terms of, you know, in your experience and since you've been with SLP that maybe they should consider? I think if, uh, if I was going to talk to somebody that was looking to start their own thing, I think my first thing that I would tell them is look for what's already happening. I see a lot of new um, projects start starting up or popping up when there are existing ones nearby. So one, see what's already happening, see if there's something you can join, but also if there is, but it doesn't really fulfill the, the need that you're looking to fill, you can join with them still. And, you know, like in Tampa, we have a coalition of community gardens. So there may also be a group that isn't necessarily in your direct area or fulfilling the need that you want to fill, but those 
can be very helpful in helping you to find the resources because they're already existing. So they might know some. And then of course, you know, more minds means more information, more resources, things like that. So I, I say like, just start Googling the, the different words or searching, I guess, the different words in your area and looking around and getting in touch with those people um, because essentially they've probably done a little bit of what you're trying to do. And so many of them are really helpful in looking to, you know, guide new people and help out new opportunities that are coming, coming in um, and look for a coalition or, or a group because the way that ours functions, it's each of the organizations are autonomous, but they do sort of come together for quarterly meetings and share a lot of resources um, and just support each other in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Florida Organic Growers wants to do is to inform people about these various projects all around the state and the people who are doing the great work that you guys do. We share the passion for growing and consuming organic and sustainable you know, foods. And, and I think it is important for all of us to work together. So I encourage people who are listening to our podcast to learn more about SLP and how to get involved. So if you want to find out more about SLP, we do have a website. It's slptampa.com. And right now it's pretty bare bones, but we are working on it. And then the resources that we update the most are actually our social media. So we are on Instagram at the Sustainable Living Project. And then we're on Facebook at SLP Tampa. And those are, of course, you know, people are always on social media. They're really easy to update. And so that's where most of our updates sort of come through. And then, of course, linked in both of those resources in our social media is to Eventbrite. So if people wanted to come out, get involved like that, they can find the link. It usually says either events or sign up here. It's also linked on our website to sign up for, to come on out and uh, get your hands in the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well, thank you so much, Georgia, for um, being with us again today and talking about SLP and the great work that you guys are doing. And once again, I encourage everyone who is listening to this podcast to you know visit their website and if you're in the Tampa area I'd learn how to get involved. We also encourage you to listen to our other podcast episodes and all of the information that we uh, currently have and of course our future episodes. Um, this is Organic Growers Fresh Steak and we thank you for being with us today. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. As many of you already know, FOG is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. We would really appreciate your support. 